Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz, and during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at highvoltleadership. This week's episode of the podcast features a really interesting lady. Her name is Sky McLean, and she is a Canadian entrepreneur who is absolutely building a hospitality empire with her company, Base Camp Resorts. Now, Sky currently has 10 really beautiful modern boutique hotels in her portfolio, and they are here in my backyard in Alberta, but also in beautiful British Columbia. She opened her first hotel at 33 years old in Canmore, Alberta, which is about an hour from where I live. And since then, she has grown Basecamp Resorts into Western Canada's fastest growing hospitality brand with plans to open even more resort locations over the next few years. She is a mover and a shaker, and you're going to love listening to our conversation today. Hey, welcome. I have got Sky McLean here with me this morning. She's on the move, this girl. Um, and, uh, I'm really excited to have her as a guest on the show today. Thank you, Sky, uh, for, for, no, uh, for spending so some time. Yeah, no, happy to have you. Cause I, I think you've got a pretty cool story and actually I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to learn more personally. So I'd love you to tell us about your road to becoming a female founder. Yeah, you bet. Um, Gosh, it is a long story, but I won't bore you with the, you know, <laughs> nitty gritty details. Essentially, I wanted to be in real estate. I always knew that. I don't know why. I did an MBA in real estate development, worked for a few developers, none of which worked out for a variety of reasons. And <clears throat> while I was working in, you know, the corporate real estate world, I bought a condo. And it was in Canmore and I was in Calgary, which is an hour apart. Um, So it was a commute, but it wasn't the end of the world. And sometimes I'd stay in Calgary and I started putting that condo on Airbnb. It had a very unique zoning that allowed for either primary residence or um, Airbnb. And I knew nothing about Airbnb other than how to like go book a place to stay in it. But I threw it on there and like made up some rates that seemed, you know, fine for the moment. And it was, it crushed it. Like it was so busy. It was booked all the time that I started purposely staying at my boyfriend's or my friend's or the camping trailer or whatever, <laughs> just to it. like have it, this, this thing, make some extra money. So then I'm still working at these various jobs. And I asked my mom for a loan for 150 grand, which was like a lot of money. Yeah. And I was paying her 5% interest because I was convinced that this Airbnb model was genius. And I bought another condo in Canmore. And this was the very last of the condos here that were still 
cheap from the 0809 recession that hit this sector really hard in Canmore. Right. And it was a smoking deal because those condos that were 160 oh, yeah. grand are are now like 900 grand. Yeah. So it's just it's such a crazy place. But anyway, I have this now I have these two condos. I'm um with my now husband then boyfriend Tim. <laughs> And I get fired from my job. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've got these condos, a house in Calgary, mortgages up the yin-yang. Tim's a carpenter. I'm making no money. This is a complete catastrophe. <laughs> and um, I was pretty devastated. And I said, you know what? Screw going to work for someone. I am going to build a hotel. <sighs> I've got these two condos that have, you know, reduced this to practice. It works. It makes sense. I'm, you know, I had a basic understanding of what people were looking for in this market yeah. and a basic understanding of real estate development, a basic understanding of financing and structure and equity and debt and all that. And yeah. I said, let's just do it. Tim, you're going to build it. And Tim's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, girlfriend. And so um, we park our camping trailer on this building site where we used all the money we had to put a deposit down, which was $50,000. Again, like so much money. And to close that land, we needed 800 grand. So that's when I started my pursuit as an equity raiser, ran around and raised equity. And to this day, that's my primary job wow. is just raising investor money for doing all these projects. So long story short, um, I built the first hotel and then the next and next. And now we have 18 hotels either operating under construction or under development. Holy shit, Sky. <laughs> that's unreal i mean there's obviously like trying to tell you know this whole story in like 25 seconds that's the gist of it <laughs> that okay so that is super cool i love that um and uh talk about bootstrapping i mean that really is amazing and what a wonderful gift the universe gave you uh in getting right? fired that's to you know to me you look at that and you think oh the universe knew and it just gave you the boot in the ass you needed to move in that right direction totally and i am like forever grateful for that decision in the moment i'm i'll not lie like it was terrible it was so embarrassing i literally got yeah. walked out of this large developer home builder in calgary with a box with my stuff in it by the you know head of hr it was mortifying. It was yeah. like the one of the lowest moments of my life. Um, but to your point, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, other than obviously my kids and all that. Kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. You know, corporate, like, like and best thing that ever happened and... to me from a career perspective. Yeah, totally. Yes, I mean, let's not undersell some of the important personal moments in our lives. Yeah. But I think you know, you know, some of the stuff that happens to us professionally is profound too. Right. I talk a lot with my female founder clients that I that I coach about work and life blend. And the truth is, as as female entrepreneurs, it really is about how we weave our work and our life together. And yes, the important moments in our business play a big role, just like the important moments being a mom and getting married and, you know, all of these other things. Um, so I, I love that. But I, I love that what you've done is built something incredible. And, and for anyone that is listening, because we have people that listen from around the world. If you are not familiar with Canmore, Alberta, it is absolutely one of the most beautiful places on the planet. It is nestled in the Rocky Mountains here in Western Canada. It's an hour to the west of Calgary, which has our lovely international airports easy to get to. Come visit us. 
Um, and it is the gateway uh, to the Rocky Mountains here in Western Canada. And Banff National Park that many people are familiar with is not that far away. Uh, and it really is a beautiful, magical, natural place and a place that so many people want to visit and live. So I'm not surprised to hear that this is just ballooning for you, Sky, because it's just it's such a beautiful place to be. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I just love that. So, so tell us about these 18 under, you know, under development or already built um, hotel spaces that you have. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so we do, you know, in the hotel world, we do two things. We either, you know, like my story earlier, buy land, build from the ground up, yeah. stack townhomes that are a hotel, which is known as, you know, base camp resorts, base camp suites. Yeah. Or we acquire an existing hotel motel that we see an opportunity to renovate and rebrand under the parent company Basecamp. Yeah. So we have Northwinds by Basecamp, an upcoming Mountain House Hotel and Nordic Spa by Basecamp, wow. Lamp House on Main Street Canmore by Basecamp. And we've got, I feel complete with the different brands and names and offerings yeah. that we have. Like, I don't want this to get, you know, overwhelming and confusing. Yeah. And so now, you know, in, in other communities, we're able to, you know, do Basecamp Suites, Basecamp Resorts. And if an opportunity presents itself for one of our other brands that we've established here in Canmore, we'll just, you know, reuse yeah. those brands as we see fit. I love it. So I... right now, like I said, we have 10 operating hotels and, and you know, yeah. um, that we've built and or renovated. We have one uh, glamping property, which is Sundance by Basecamp in Kananaskis. Love it. Uh, we might, you know, look to expand in that space. That, that sort of was an interesting opportunity that I just, you know, I love yeah. being outside, so I totally fell in love with it. It's it's amazing. It's a, like the most special place ever. Um, and then we have uh, downtown Revelstoke, which is under construction, yes. which is Base Camp Suites. Mountain House by Base Camp, which is under construction. And then upcoming hotels in uh, Canmore, Fernie, Golden, and Revelstoke. So that's how the, the 18, you know, comes to be with only obviously the 10 operating right now. Right. But I love that. And it, I mean, it sounds to me, again, like you are in some of the most incredible places in the world. And if you didn't catch all the names of those locations, um, you should stop and play that again. Revelstoke, Fernie, Kimberly, Canmore, Kananaskis Country, some of the most incredible places. I love to talk about our backyard uh, sky because it, it's it. we live in a pretty cool place. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I was driving a friend yesterday from Revelstoke to Canmore. Um, he had never been to Revelstoke before and had been to Canmore Banff, you know, years and years ago. And it was so cool because, you know, he's taking pictures and just, wow, this is so cool. Wow, this is so great. And I, not that I ever forget every day. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. But it's always just so cool to share that with someone else who hasn't had the experience for a while. So it is, to your point, the best place on earth. It is. And what I really love as you're talking and telling us about your journey, your story, I mean, a lot of the big resort towns the world over are really, you know, controlled and dominated by big global brands, right? The big hotel companies, the big resort companies. And what I love is that this is um, a female founded family business, essentially. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure it's grown beyond that, but that th this is really about your love for this part of the world. Like you said, your love to be outside. I mean, Sky's calling in, she's in her car in Canmore talking to us today because she's on the move. 
And I love that. I, I really love uh, that this is this is a woman-owned business making an impact in these really beautiful spaces, these lovely resort towns. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So uh, next, uh, Sky's taking my leadership style quiz because, of course, she leads a pretty dynamic organization. We're going to talk to her about what her style is. But if you want to know what your leadership style is, uh, go to the link in the show notes or highvoltageleadership.ca. There's a, a button at the top of that first page that says, take the quiz now. It'll only take you a couple minutes and you can find out what your leadership style is, compare with Sky Style. And I'm going to send you some of my top leadership tips so you can be a more effective leader today. So Sky, we kind of talked about this before we hit the record button. What is your leadership style? Um, <clears throat> I am definitely a supporter, yeah. um, based on the quiz and based on, you know, that's how I feel internally rather than, you know, I forget what the other ones were, dictator yeah. or whatever they were. Um, <laughs> director, yeah, very much not a dictator, but a director, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I remember there was something, some D word in there yeah. and, um, yeah, I love it. What, like, what does that mean for you being a supportive leadership style? Like in, I mean, in your life and your business are all really blended together here. So what does that, what does that show up like for you? You know, I would call that the, the entrepreneurial way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's very much like, you know, I've, I've never been a boss before I was an entrepreneur. Mm. Well, I was for like 25 seconds, right? But like, <laughs> I, I didn't have years and years of experience managing people. And it, it's, I find that as an entrepreneur, you're kind of apply what you do to yourself to others, if that makes sense. So it's like, I don't know, figure it out. I'm here for you, but I can't help you. And I'm sure as shit not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. So um, I hope that's an, an accurate description because I feel like a lot of times, you know, I hire people and I'm like, well, listen, you got to run this whole thing and just report back when there's like a really big problem. Otherwise, I'm going to assume everything's under control, but I'm always here to support you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's my style because that's how I had to learn the business. I didn't have any, I didn't have a boss or a role model. It's funny. I was asked yesterday and I don't know who was asking me, who's your main role model? And I'd have a few. It's not yeah. like nobody's been influential or anything, but along my, my career in real estate, I, like in my jobs, I had zero role models. Yeah. I had role models outside of my jobs and yeah. at school and stuff. But yeah, I never had anyone who was like, I'll take you under my wing and teach you the business now. Like, so, um, yeah, that was a bit of a tan tangent, but essentially yeah. I just, I feel like I, I really want people to grow as entrepreneurs within the organization and give yeah. them the space to do that, but still know that they're not like flying solo. You know what? I actually, I think the way you articulated that is beautiful, right? I want, I, I want you to feel ownership. I want you to feel like you have the ability to impact this thing, project, place, whatever, but that you're not on your own. Right. Um, and I think that's so important because when we are trying to create these beautiful businesses and we're kind of building the plane as we fly it in a lot of ways, we need people in our organizations that can come in, be experts at the things we're not right. Like we're, we're not good at everything. We just can't be. And I know that with some of the women I work with, that's maybe part of the problem is they can't stop touching all the pieces of their business. And they kind of get in there and like muck it up a little bit sometimes. Can be a problem. 
So I, I like oh, the absolutely. approach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Hire smart people that are good at what they do and let them go and do it. <laughs> Get out of their way, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so tell us, and I have a feeling there's probably a few examples here. Where have you made mistakes? Where have you screwed it up along the way? And and really, what have you learned from that, Sky? Oh, gosh, it's like a laundry list. <laughs> right? <laughs> Think of a good one. Um, you know, there's a lot of like little mistakes I've made along the way and errors, but I'm trying to think of an, an impactful one would be actually if I were to continue on the the topic we, we're on, which yeah. is, you know, leadership and, and allowing people to be entrepreneurial. I think I swayed too much in that direction. Mm -hmm. So I was mm -hmm. like, here's your department, go hire people, have a nice day, just run it. I don't have time to deal with it. Um, I got to go do these deals and figure all this other stuff out. And I think I went too much in that direction in that people had no leadership. Ah. And so now I'm in the process of like finding the middle ground Yeah. of, okay, people still need direction and leadership and understanding of where the company is going and what we're doing and, and all of that. So we're honing in on all of those, you know, strategies and visions and all of that stuff. So yeah. the leaders, you know, at the organization know what I'm thinking and I sometimes yes forget that people can't read my mind. Like, what, you didn't know we were doing this? Oh, right, I didn't tell you. So just figuring out how to communicate better yeah. to the team, namely the executive team, so that they can communicate to the team, you know, below them and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so that would be, I would say, my my main failure. Um, yeah. Okay, so first, let me say, I, I, I mean, I asked this question and I always appreciate, like, you stepped into that really boldly and really owned that in fact as a leader you didn't give enough leadership but and but i think you know you said it earlier maybe like leadership is it, it's something we develop over a period of time and if you didn't have great leaders or much leadership at all um you know how do you know right good bad or indifferent and I see that a lot, whether it's, you know, women that leave the corporate world to start businesses and they've had terrible bosses, like really those hideously toxic people. And so either they're kind of doomed to repeat that bad behavior or they go the opposite. I don't I don't want to be that. So I'll let people walk all over me or I don't want to be that. So uh you know i'll i'll let everybody do what they want or you know i don't know where i step in or where i step out how much is, how much is too much i don't want to be a micromanager but maybe i swing the pendulum a little the other way like i i see that a lot in in female founders is the some of the biggest struggles are just trying to figure out what's the authentic leadership for you like what what's meaningful and purposeful in your like for for your own perspective right so i love that i love that you stepped into that thank you that's exactly exactly it so okay so i'm curious then what was there a moment or was there something in particular that that gave you the clues the indication that hey wait a minute um i i actually need to be a bit more present as a leader was there something in particular that spurred that 
Oh, totally. Yeah. Mistakes started happening. People were overwhelmed. Mm. One of the executives had 20 million, not 20 million, <laughs> but like a bajillion unread email. Ooh. People were missing things. And I was like, what the heck's going on here? And, you know, I've always told everyone, hire who you need. Let's figure it out. Let's make a budget. Da, 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 da. But I, and I suddenly realized, well, I wasn't there, you know, guiding that and leading that and having regular meetings with the executives so even though i thought i had provided clear instruction they clearly hadn't or people were scared to or overwhelmed or anyway yeah. it was just yeah things were starting to fall through the cracks essentially yeah. is the answer to your question yeah and i started noticing and so we had to just kind of rein it in a bit yeah yeah and i i think again i think it's just so important you know it's our business and people are looking to us for the direction, for the, vi you talked about the vision, like you're right, they need to know what is in our head. We have to tell them what we're trying to create and we have to get them to kind of connect to that. That's that, that's a part of it, that's a big part of being a CEO is actually that visioning so that people can see how they play a role in that. They can get invested in it. So I, I love, I love that you, again, that you just stepped really boldly into that and were like, yeah, that's, that's, that's work only I can do. Nobody else can provide that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what would you, I mean, looking back on that, what would you have done differently? What, what's the lesson learned for you? You know, I don't know if I would have done anything differently, to be honest. And I say that because we've grown really quickly. Yeah. And I think when a business grows as quickly as we have amidst a being a startup, B, you know, holding on by a thread during COVID and then C, yes. trying to come out the other end growing. Um, there's nothing we could have done or I could have done differently. Like if I decided somehow internally that I didn't want to grow and didn't want to seize these opportunities that I saw during and after COVID, then I would have spent more time, you know, molding the staff or leading the staff or growing the staff or whatever all the right words are to, you yeah. know, explain yeah, what yeah, I yeah. should have probably done at the executive level. But I, I didn't know it. So I, I can't have done it differently. So it's like, it, until you fuck something up, you really don't know you've fucked it up. So I can't, I know I wouldn't have done anything differently. I love it. I, I, I you're right. I mean, it, it, it is absolutely true, especially as man, the last couple of years have been a roller coaster, right? Like you're, you're just kind of trying to manage the moment through COVID more than anything. Um, and just keep the business afloat. And especially, like you said, when you're in that high growth mode and then things are all over the map, it's a bit of a roller coaster. So uh, you're right. You don't know what you don't know as, um, as a, as a female founder sometimes. Um, and I think that it's important that when you do know better, you know, like my Angelou says, when you know better, do better, right? Like, and that sounds like exactly what you've done is you figured out you were observant enough to recognize when things were starting to go sideways and acted, you know, quickly to, to fix that, to rally the troops and to actually, you know, lead in that more supportive way, which I, I think is really important. Yeah, no, thank you. It's yeah. very important. And it's okay. And it's, you know, it's like, I look back and sometimes I'm all hard on myself, like, you know, yeah. oh man, why was I just so such an idiot? But eh, you know, then it's like, well, everybody learns different things, different ways. So anyway. it, it is, it's such an experience. I know one of the things that I found that can, um, that can be really impactful. And it's interesting because as business owners, you know, we, we, we get into business plans and strategy and we have, 
you know, a capital plan, we've got a marketing strategy, we've got all of this stuff. One of the things that often gets missed as we grow our business is the people strategy. Who do we need? When do we need them? What do we need them to come equipped with, like skills and experience? And then how do we find them and how do we get them working as efficiently, as effectively as possible? It's I find it so interesting. We plan for a lot of other things, but sometimes it we don't plan or it's difficult to plan for the people part. <laughs> the people are the ones that do all the work, which is so ironic. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. There's so many things you have to figure out and so many strategies that is something I will always go by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, for real. Well, Sky, this has been an incredible conversation and I'm I'm, you know, I'm super grateful that you really stepped in and offered just some really personal but really important uh lessons and and thoughts and and in particular, you know, that as a leader, you you've really learned how important it is to be more present in your business because that leadership is so key. I think that's such a great takeaway uh from this conversation today. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely very important. And, you know, when you're you're the, you know, the person doing doing the deals and working with the banks and doing this and doing that and talking to investors, you're, you know, rarely in the office. And so then, yeah. you know, managing the people does go by the wayside naturally if you're not there or people have no idea what's going on. And so as a matter of fact, to, to conclude that train of thought, I've recently hired um a president of, of real estate who's going to be managing everybody on the development and construction side of the business, which is where we were lacking in leadership because we had already a president of operations who's been with us for a few years. And I was like, I need to, you know, do what I did with operations, which is hire Dave to real estate and construction, because I'm not around. I'm not going to be around. I'm all over the place. Rebels so here, there and everywhere. I'm with the kids, all this other stuff. And, and I just didn't, he actually just started yesterday. So hopefully this, um, takes it takes the edge off <laughs> we'll see but i hope so you know it makes an enormous difference in an organization when you have the right people in the right places doing the right things um mm -hmm. our teams are the source of so much value in our organizations and it does i love the point like it enables you to be the strategic leader that you need to be, to set the vision, to get other people invested in that and moving everyone, you know, all the horses pulling in the same direction as they say, but also enabling exactly. you to do the things that you're really great at, right? The, the you know, the investment and the funding part of the business. Clearly you're real passionate about that sky and it sounds like you do a great job at it. Oh, and by the way, you know, a wife, a mother, get kids to look at, right? Like wanna have a life. Right. So mm -hmm. I love that. I love that, you know, you found the right person um, to be in that leadership role and, and free you up to do the things that you need to do to move your business and your personal life forward, because that's really important. Yeah, I know. It definitely is. So, yeah, no, it's, a, it's always a moving target, but it's been fun. <laughs> yes, that much is for sure. It's always a moving target, isn't it? I love yes, it. Absolutely. I love it. Sky, thank you so much. This has just been a fabulous conversation this morning. I know, like I said, the beginning, you're in the car. I know you're headed to somewhere else today. Um, so I really appreciate the time and being able to, uh, you know, have this connection with you because this is just a, such a fantastic story. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you on the show.
Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders. And with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at High Volt Leadership. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you.